In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again The champion must Defenders, and welcome to another exciting, action-packed episode of your favorite podcast. It's Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Fiore, along with the funny, the handsome, the devilish Sean Donnelly. Oh, oh my God, devilish. Yeah. I've never been called devilish. I know. Also, I love the fact that you brought up the Defenders right away. That's hey, cool. Yeah. That should be a new thing. Hello, Defenders. Hello, Defenders. It sounds like we have like a superhero it call. It does kind of sound a little superhero-ish. <laughs> Hello, Andy. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Andrew, how is the life of Andrew Friori going? It was good. I uh, missed you this weekend. I was on the road, but we were texting back yes, and forth. we uh, were. And uh, I got to uh, admit, I'm a little upset. I sent you a nice Seinfeld reference uh, last night and didn't even hear back. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I really- thought it was one that was right up your alley. I saw one. I saw it later on. And I don't even. Oh my god! I really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make myself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose on this. I don't know. I had a feeling you might not have gotten it because it's a real deep cut. Is it? Which one is it from? It's. I love whenever Jerry's parents try and get him to quit comedy and get a regular job. Yeah. His dad always has hilarious friends' names. So he goes, Jerry, it's when Jerry uh, bounces the check at Marcelino's. Yeah, yeah. And his parents call him. They go, Jerry, we heard you bounce the check. And he goes, his mom goes, you know, you've given this comedy thing a shot. I think you should really look into the Sears executive program. Yes. And his dad goes, he never even called Ed Roydlick. (laughs) Holy shit, that's a deep cut. It's such a funny name. I did not know it. And I'll tell you, you want to know why I didn't respond? (laughs) Can you imagine, can you guess why I didn't respond? Uh, because because we, were, we were supposed to have a homework assignment for the episode. Oh, right. Okay, so we were supposed we both were supposed to watch a movie for the episode this week that we didn't yes, do. Yes, yours we were was to do next week. Network and mine was after hours. Mine was network. Yours was after hours. I thought it was a line from network, and I didn't <laughs> want to admit to you that I didn't do it. I felt like ashamed, so I was like, Well, you oh, know I'm- what's going to make you feel better? I didn't do my homework assignment. Either. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're comedians. <laughs> we just don't want to work. Anything whatsoever. Whatever the easiest possible path is, that's what we do. You know what's funny though is for some reason when you and our producer Alex would talk about after hours, I had a different uh, version of the movie in my head. I swear I thought it was along the lines of like Scorsese's Mean Streets and not good. I thought, and then I watched the trailer for it and go, oh, I've seen most of this before. I haven't seen the whole thing from start to finish, yeah. but I caught it one day 
and I knew exactly what it was. That's what's so remarkable about it, because it is not your typical Scorsese movie, right. but it does take place in New York, and it ha- but it's like, it's, 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 he's, I think Scorsese said it was his ode to like uh, oh, weird New York or something like that. Yeah. Some kind of thing about like being overnights in New York, and it'll remind you of like old New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like 80s New 80s, York. 80s, gritty New York City. Exactly. Like when it was real dangerous yeah. and you know, stuff yeah. could happen. But it does not have, there's no There's no Italian statues on a parade. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no accent, uh, Lower East Side Italian accents or right, Brooklyn. Right. Or there, it's not like that. It, it, might, it might be a little bit. Yeah, there's no minke. There's no, there's no, uh, eat. Why don't you eat? Eat. Eat. Yeah, that, manja. Yeah, manja, manja. There's nothing like, it's not, if you watched it, you would not be like, Scorsese directed this. Even Style wise, yeah. Even I don't even know. It doesn't have the good. It was before Goodfellas. I think it was eighty seven. Oh 80? yes, it's, yeah. it's in mid eighties. It's the mid eighties, eighty five. I think it was. Is this it's, is this co- is this the coked up uh, Martin Scorsese years? Maybe it is. We've always heard about. Yeah, those. maybe it is. I remember you ever hear the rumors that he used to like when he was making Taxi Driver and stuff. He would invite people over for parties and have them watch the bloody dailies from all the movies, like the most violent parts that got like cut out. Oh really? That. Yeah, he would have like parties. And Never. Open that. up a TV and they would watch, or he'd have a film strip and they would watch. Uh, so it's, it's almost like snuff film yeah, parties. Yeah, kind of. Well, it's all fake. It's for the movies, but right? It's like, but still, but still. And he, I think it was like that weird. You're like, heading down a weird path. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there was. I think he probably, he probably partied hard. <laughs> He's probably one of those guys. But um, this movie, you would not right away be like, this is a Scorsese movie. It's got Griffin Dunn in it, who like, yep. kind of after that, like he did American Werewolf in in London. Uh, he was in that, yep. and that was his biggest thing. Yeah, and then he did a lot of TV, I think. And then he's now he does like like Law and Orders and stuff. He's yeah, like, you just go, oh, that guy. He's like a New York character actor, right? That kind right, of guy. right. And he's great in it. And it's and the ending of uh, After Hours is kind of. Uh, it, it's a little screwy Like if you watch it You're like Oh this is kind of dark It's a little bit dark Yeah 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 And then something happens Whatever But it's worth watching It's a fun movie to watch I will It's go got back a lot of big cameos uh, And it's It's fun it's, it's just a It's just a fun like It's one of those movies that, Like I'm glad I watched that I never would have found that Unless somebody told me Yeah or, the trailer's great It kind of goes through He's like He tells the story You know he's like You're never gonna believe What happened to me like, Yeah You know yeah, yeah yeah And then he goes through The whole thing And it's funny After you watch it There's a, there's a piece of trivia That's pretty, pretty good as as far as the story goes that I want to tell you after you watch it. Okay, it makes cool. no sense now. But, um, yeah, so it, 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 you're not going to think Scorsese when you're watching that gotcha. movie. Not going to happen. Uh, and as far as network, I want to watch it. It's and you know what? Top five. On my way walking here where we're taping the episode today, uh, I noticed... The network, you know, Brian Cranston is in Network the Broadway That's, play. Yeah, I'm dying to go see him so in it, but it was you like have to ta- see the movie first. It was like taunting me that I didn't do. <laughs> That's so like, funny. You do your homework. Fine, all right, universe. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing when I'm like, I'm sitting there going, Andy's going to be mad at me. What if I, what if I say Andy? We didn't, I didn't watch it because I think we should go see the Broadway play before I watch oh, it. I, like, I was trying to think of no. excuses. I'm like, no, there's nothing. You know, whatever it is. You but, can pretty much always count on me not doing an assignment either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not a homework guy. Me, that But dude. I will watch. I will definitely watch Network. I definitely will. Yeah. It, yeah I mean, it's a, just as a movie lover, yeah, I mean, you will immediately good. fall in love with it. I'm that confident in it. I know I'll like it once I watch it. I know it's that. It's one of those amazing casts, just amazing acting. It's just a powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, and it's the- weirdly prevalent now. It's like with all the technology. It, it's like it's it's so weirdly foreboding 
with its message. It's kind of warning you. This you're just happen. like, holy shit! This they knew this was going to happen today, oh, and then you wow. look at today and you go, they fucking nailed it. Oh, it's insane of how what, of what on the head they hit it. Of what news will become? Of what, what news? Reality yeah. TV, like they almost create it before it was ever a thing. Oh, like don't tell me anymore. Yeah, it's so. It's but it's so good. I'm gonna it's watch. just phenomenal. Faye Dunaway. I mean, there's so many good people in it. It's amazing. I'm going to check it out. I love it. Top five line. for me. Top five for me. Yeah, Howard Beale. It's got, you know, uh, I'm what? mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, a that's famous the famous line. line. And that's just, and that just scratches the surface of it. Uh, did you watch anything else this week? Yeah, I weirdly enough watched, uh, I got home uh, from uh, the Yankees game the other day and Rampage was on with uh, The Rock. Oh God! And I was just kind of like in, and I was kind of about to take a nap, but I just kind of watched the whole thing, and it wasn't terrible. It was not great, but it was entertaining. Now let me you ask know? you this: Were you a player of the video? I game? was a player of the video game as a little kid, and Could not be a more fun game. So much fun because you really can't lose the game. And they drop they drop subtle uh, video game references in it. Oh, that's cool. At certain points, they make it so this one company uh, is developing like almost this genetic. Yeah. Warfare kind of gene, so uh, it gets uh, into a, a gorilla, a reptile, and a wolf. Yeah, there's a, and, a, there's a know, part in the trailer where the, doesn't the, the gorilla goes into a cave and comes out like yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so they're constantly growing, which as is holds true to the video game. Yes, but, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's all created in a lab. And, there's Lizzie and something else. They're all named different. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the evil company. Uh, that created it They're having like A meeting in the background And then they go to One of the uh, Board members' office And you can Catch The video game rampage In the background You can see it Oh really? The original video game Oh yeah. that's pretty funny Yeah 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 One of the best things About this game is I remember Whenever I go to an arcade And see it I used to get so excited Because it's one of the games That you could play You are the bad guy Yeah just... Which That wasn't many games Like that back then like, No Think about how many It was always like The underdog versus whoever Yeah Even punch out Or you had Mario No like, yeah Always the little underdog. thing Versus the big thing They they were genius They're like You're gonna be the big thing And you're yeah. gonna destroy the town And then also All these cool Fucked up things Of like You're gonna grab The army men Out of the sky And, and you eat just them. eat them You <laughs> eat them And shoot them and then spit out It was a fun game man. Really fun game And then even they had it For like Nintendo Or something And it wasn't as good But it was no, still No it wasn't fun. as good But it was still good And uh, yeah they eat They eat people And, uh, and the now, rock comes in And does what the rock does Now is that the only Likeness Is that you see the game in it Is there? Is it just an action movie Besides yeah, that Yeah it's straight up action There's not much to the game anyway You're just destroying things Yeah But, they, but, it was, but in the game I, I don't even think You do get to a jungle part I think it's just the city I don't remember. It's all urban places, and then the buildings get bigger and bigger. The way they did it in the movie is they, uh, the company sends out this signal that brings them all to the city because oh. all of the three animals are in different parts of the world. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, dude. I honestly like. Uh, I, well, you can't go wrong with the Rock. Yeah, you the were talking about that. There's a new trailer for the Hobbs and. Uh, Hobbs with the Rock and guy, guy, uh, not guy. What's Calvin and Hobbs? No, no, no. Like from Fast <laughs> and Furious. Uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel. No, not Vin Diesel. No, the Rock. Uh huh. I've Jason never Statham. seen. Oh yeah, we. You know, I've never seen any. Oh, of them. that's right. Yeah, you're out of your mind for not seeing these movies. <laughs> Am so I good? But they to play these two characters that are at odds in the in the in the series, and then they have to team up together to like do something. The 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 trailer looks. It was so good, so fucking good. 
right. You got to check it out. There's those guys. I'm telling you, like, I say this a lot in the podcast. I don't think people, I think some people appreciate this. You have to appreciate what goes into creating action like that. It is a. It, you Absolutely. Can, you, know, you know how easily that can be screwed up and made to look chintzy? And they make it look awesome every time. Yeah. And they come up with brand new uh, sequences that you're like, I never thought of that. <laughs> A boat coming out of the iceberg? Yeah, I never thought of that. Whatever it was, the truck coming out of the boat, out of the iceberg. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. All this crazy shit. They, no, yeah. Yeah. And they just ramp it up, ramp it up. It's not about if it makes any sense anymore. And if it's like these street drag racers from Northern California. Yeah, that's true. Or Southern California just become these international spots. Yeah, I guess you suspend reality. You suspend reality when you watch it. Um, my, I didn't watch a movie, but I will say this. I watched a bunch of episodes of Entourage and uh, over the weekend, and I found myself watching whole a whole season of it like you can't it's like I, I don't know why it had so much hate it was an enjoyable show I'll tell you this and, much I right, this is how I went with the movie with the show I remember at the time early on watching it you know the early seasons being like this is actually pretty funny yeah then later on when it became kind of so passe and kind of corny uh, being like oh yeah they, they were totally clueless but now that I rewatch it the the only thing that doesn't hold up is it is a Me Too fiasco. Oh, yeah. It is. It does not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> and we've talked about the Entourage movie on the podcast I think before you, we joined the podcast. But, like, it... It it is like it is the opposite of the Bechdel test. It is there's but there but there are female characters that add to the plot. It's like everything because it's like a sh- you know it's a show. I but mean it. I think what two thousand four it might have come out maybe even earlier two thousand three. Yeah. So that was still it was you know, still it was the it, times they had not a change in d- and the way yet. they talk about women in the show. I know that's kind of the point of it. They're not supposed to be great guys when it it's comes to that. It's a bro show. It's like, a really bro show. But I will say this. Not they. It's not like they don't spare any expense for some of the characters. They are goofing on those guys constantly and kind of making fun yeah. that they're like that. Like uh, Kevin Dillon, that guy I, I should get more credit for what he did in that show, playing the washed up '90s TV actor. I know. I mean, just reference after reference after reference of him saying, "You want me to call Barbara?" He goes, yeah. At one point, he goes, "You want me to call Barbara Schroeder?" He goes, "I play. I was. I was an extra on Barfly. I was an extra for three weeks on Barfly." This is like. <laughs> Like just yeah. shit like that, where it's like the, he has no connections to anybody, but it's, he's just making fun of himself with the things that he's saying. And the guy Kevin Dillon just pulls it off. I don't think people realize how genius that is to make a character like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't think people get like, oh no, they oh, they do have John Densmore. John Densmore. He played John Densmore in The Doors. Kevin Dillon. That's right, he did. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. The yeah, but what I'm saying for this, it's like you watch him on this show, and you're like, oh yeah, he gets it. He gets uh, totally because they're essentially yeah. just making fun of him. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go, hey, we really need you to be on board with this, or it's not going to work. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh but I watched, yeah. But one thing I, I got this song in my head now. Oh yeah, I know. You can't not do it. They also ruined that song. <laughs> yeah, Jane's Addiction. That song, yeah. yeah, and I love Jane's Addiction, but that song sucks. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you, watching it made me realize it's passe as far as social stuff goes, and as far as the women's movement goes, and and Me Too. But you know, they didn't know that back then. But they were like, they were heavy for back then on it, right? Yeah. But besides that, they were totally wrong about the importance of movies. This was before like the golden age of television. Yeah. Like I, even, but, but Sopranos was going on when this was on it. Absolutely. Right, but they still 
uh, people didn't realize, like, you know how kind of TV is the gold standard now, and, like, TV has become, like, the new movies in a lot of ways, as far as, like, sure. uh, reputation goes, and as far as, like, uh, art, the art of it, and the writing, and the... Like, yeah. back then, it was, like, if you were movies, if you were a big name, it's movies or nothing. Right. Like, like in the show, there's multiple plot lines that are like, we can't have Vince do TV. Uh, yes. What, are you crazy? 100%. But if this happened now, he'd be like, yeah, I'll jump in a FX no, show. Ta- or a, Remember know. when it was taboo for, like... Uh, any even like B-list celebrities to do commercials. Oh yeah, like that was the sign that your career was over. Over and now, and you now, now you George Clooney doing Nespresso. People like, and if you were going to do a commercial, you would for the paycheck. You would go in Japan yes. where you, nobody would ever see it. Yeah, and then I think what happened was the commercials became international and they started airing them over here. And that's yeah, how and first I think happened. maybe like the writing or I, I hate to give advertising this uh, coin, but like. I Those think they did so get good. a little better where yeah. it's like maybe they're a little more clever now. And I would just build, but I remember like it's the same thing. They were just like TV commercial, like yeah, you know, this is like what's next soap operas, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. But and then but, James Franco went did a soap opera, yeah, because like, he didn't like it's, the guys like that that just don't like I want to do fun stuff. I don't care. But it's true. I mean, like we're four episodes left when the entire series of Game of Thrones, and like the remaining three are all going to be like an hour and a half long, which is like that's movie three movies, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. But yeah, Sopranos kicked that off, and then like Breaking Bad, and then those just like really the hour long dramas became beautiful to look at, really well acted, and really well written. And it's just like, yeah, just because it's an hour and it's on cable doesn't mean that it can't be up to the same level of quality Absolutely. as a feature film. Yeah, and that because the production, I think producing things that look like that got easier. So so you don't have to put the millions of dollars like you once did. It's still expensive. Like, if you have people shooting movies on iPhones now, that's why it became like, hey, let's just do, go for yeah. whatever, go for broke, you know? What we're trying to tell you, Defenders, is uh, we're losing the Defend Your Movie format. Just defend Your Sitcom is going <laughs> to... We probably could do that as bonus episodes. <laughs> Defend your sitcom as like a baby episode of the show. Defend your series. And each week we just be like Seinfeld versus nothing. It was yeah. the best. <laughs> Seinfeld versus we don't care because we love Seinfeld. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I think that. But it's funny to watch what the what the status quo, what the, what the, what the, the state of the nation is as far as like the yeah. business goes. Back then, that was only twelve. 14 years ago and these guys they're talking it's it's like another world yeah absolutely and it's, it's gonna be also interesting to see the new medium like I think we're beyond it age wise because all I hear about now is nobody even watches TV anymore I know like my nephew he's like yeah I just I've watched YouTube since I was like a kid. Oh, where you're just like, oh my god! You don't, you never like just sat yeah, down and like flipped around with the remote. He's just like, now I watch like tutorials and I just watch YouTube. Ah. And he's like, if there's anything I really want to watch, I just download it and I, I just like, I don't know if I would be the same person if I didn't like know that pain of like m- missing a TV show, like running home and being like, ah, I'm gonna miss the first I, five minutes. I know, I know, I you know, or, or, and then so like then you're screwed. Important. It was, was so used, much more important. It was, uh, Another funny thing I was used to laugh about was like with music videos. Remember, like if you looked away for a split second, the information on a video would come up. Yeah. To a song you liked, and then if you looked back, you're like, no, I missed it. Now <laughs> I gotta sit. For, I gotta wait for it to come up in the cycle again. Again. They used to play it at the end as well. They do one. They the beginning did, and one but the sometimes end, they stopped, you right? turn on MTV and you go, "Hey, I'm digging this," and then you, you know your mom would be like, "Andy," you'd be like, "Yeah." 
And then you look back, it was gone. And then remember, there was always that time too. The, the song name, album, director, yeah, and, and the yeah, record company. I think yeah. yeah. And there, there was always those few times where you're like, all right, there's no way they already showed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the video just ends. You go, motherfucker! Did I just? <laughs> Never going to see it again. That's so funny. You're right, because you had no way. Yeah. Like, you just have to wait video. for it to come up with a rotation. And videos were so important, you could describe the video to your friend and be like, totally. what song is that? Totally. I saw this video today, and I missed the title card. What? It was a girl in the field. And, and it a, wasn't up there very long. Or a girl in a bumblebee costume, and she was dancing around. <laughs> I mean, melon. five or six seconds. It was You really had to focus. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, and you had to, you had to do that thing where like you were uh, trying to remember a pretty girl's phone number. You had to be like, okay, Molly Crew, girls, girls, girls. Uh, you were Look with the cat dragged in. Molly Crew, girls and girls. Look with the cat dragged in. Molly Crew, girls and girls. <laughs> you said to repeat it to yourself. <laughs> Unless you had a pencil and paper. Yeah. And Shazam was not around. <laughs> yeah, no. You know the guy who the invented Shazam. The most genius invention. The most genius invention. I use it all the time. Out of control genius. It's the guy who invented Shazam, you know he had that problem on a freaking daily uh, basis. Totally. He had crazy ADD. <laughs> The guy up at the Shazam was just like, I can't catch one of these things. What if there was a thing that could tell me what fucking song this is? Yeah. Uh, also, what, what I want to see, I want to see, you know how they redid, you know, because now they, I'll watch uh, the first YouTube series that I, I have the premium because I wanted to watch uh, Cobra Kai. I I, uh, I watched I the first season. It. I've heard great things. It's good, and now the second one's coming out. Yeah. And it came out. I should get on board. But I, I, now I'm thinking they should do is this: bring back Entourage to YouTube. Ooh. Woke woke Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Entourage and the Me Too woke, movement. Entourage and the Me Too movement. It could be one, three episodes of just them apologizing for all the shit they did. Just how funny it would be Kevin Dillon's like You gotta hook up with her bro She's a good girl You marry You have some kids You settle down That's what you do Cause you're a gentleman <laughs> Dude I The most woke thing ever All the girls they ended up with too I loved I loved Emmanuel Treaker Or however you say her name that Who's was, that? Ended up marrying E Who I fucking hated By oh, the end I really hated E Sloan you mean? Sloan yeah, you hate like she got annoying. Her, her, no, I love her. I hated E. Well, e, that guy. I would love to have a conversation with Kevin Connolly. That yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I'm so curious what his goal was in his Fucking life. Islanders fan. <laughs> Is he an Islanders yeah, fan? Yeah, he's a big like, New York sports There's fan. There's no reason why. Maybe we can get him on the show. Maybe. maybe. Kevin Connolly, can you reach out? Yeah, we'll reach out. Can we, we're going to tweet it. Anybody who knows Kevin Connolly, can you we'll come on the show? We'll fist fight over hockey. It and might happen. Gonna, you, you, Andy and you can fist fight over hockey. And he, Andy's quite large, so he might <laughs> fuck you up. No, but no, of course. Like, no, no, no. But I he think could, he's a Yankees fan, so we get along on that. He could defend Gotti. He directed Gotti. He was oh, the last right. director attached to God. Right, right. But I remember there was an article about him or an interview where he said right before he did Entourage, he was going to retire from acting because he used to do acting as a kid. I think he was yep. like Newsies or something. and all, So maybe he was like not getting stuff and he was almost done and then he got that role and then and, and he kind of stopped after that. I guess yeah. maybe he really meant it but he yeah. kind of stopped. But he reminds me of my friend Mike Regan so much. The facial expressions that he makes, I was watching Entourage. I'm like, that's my friend Mike Regan. He just... Totally seems like Mike, right? But I'm so curious what he wanted because it seemed like he had a pretty good run 
But I'm wondering if he was like happy with how things went, and he was like happy being an entourage and happy. I don't see why not. I like, mean, I think if you're at the end of your ropes career-wise and you're thinking about calling it a day, yeah. to get a role like I mean, you've got to be stoked. He how did can a movie not role. Be? He did like Valentine's Day after Entourage was done, so I'm sure he got that because of Entourage. Oh, right, right, right. But other than that, that, that Adrian Grenier guy, I'm also curious about him because yeah. you're on a show where you're a TV They've guy. kind of disappeared. Yeah, but you're playing a movie star where one of the plot lines. So like the fifth season is they're talking about you being a shitty actor and at one point right. Ari Gold Jeremy Piven says to you he goes you think, uh, he goes do you think I'm a good actor and Ari, the guy Ari says it remains to be seen <laughs> now you're an actor in that show are you purposely playing a bad actor? I think so. I don't know. I Which don't is know. probably really hard to do. But I think he has that level of acting where it's like he's good at like playing like uh, Anne Hathaway's boyfriend and Devil Wears Prada yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it kind of works out perfectly because you're like movie star looks, but as far as chops go, you watch that show, you're like, oh, they kind of nailed it on this because, right. you know, I don't know. I'm just so curious about that. Because they have to, I wonder if that fu- that would fuck with me if they were like ha- if I had lines. I had I did a show once called uh, Alpha House. I had a tiny little role in it where literally one of the characters I, I play a guy who blows the whistle on some scandal on a, a movie, a uh, TV set. Fucking right? dark. Yeah, yeah. I blow the whistle on the scandal, right? But they have me in some t- awful outfit. It's me, fat with my beard, and they're watching me. Mark Consuelos is watching me on TV, <laughs> and his hot girlfriend goes, "Why would this man do this and blow the whistle?" And he looks at the TV at me. On the interview on the Today Show, and he says, "I don't know. He doesn't look like he graduated high school." <laughs> and I didn't know that until after the fact. All I did was have my life. That's hilarious. I, I was kind of like, I get shit like that all the time, like dopey, you know, whatever it is. But I was like, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, it hurt me for a second. I was like, sure, Jesus Christ. So I, that's why I'm wondering about those guys. Like, if you're getting a big enough paycheck, you probably just fuck it. I don't care. So I just think it's interesting. I don't know why I went off on a tangent like that, but I think it's interesting. No, very interesting. Uh, which probably leads us to our uh, defense of the week, or as we call it, the meat and the potatoes. Meats and the beets. The meats and the beets. <laughs> <laughs> it's shorter and shorter and shorter. The banana pay. The M's and the pea. Yeah, the MP. Yeah, so this week we have a specialty thing here. And before we start, I want to give you a prop, as they say. You mean props? Props. That's the. That's the. Well, it's just one prop. It's just one compliment. So I don't know how that works out. If it's still props, it's still plural. Because you're propsing me up. Okay. No, you're propers. What, yes. Why props? Because uh, uh, we were both down at the Comedy Cellar. I was doing a spot around the corner. You were at the Village Underground, and you were talking to uh, somebody. I just happened to pop down and watch your set, and you were uh, saying something, and I really think it went over most of the audience's head, <laughs> but you were talking to one guy where you're like, you look like... You make apps in your mom's basement or something along those lines. You're breaking his balls. And then you did, and I'm pretty sure it was on purpose. Yeah. You did, did, you did the mom. You did the comedy. <laughs> and I think you can hear me in the back go, ah! <laughs> Just laugh. I go, ma, I'm making my ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to kill you comedy reference. I, I was thinking I was the only one in the room. <laughs> Oh yeah, but no, that was because we were just a, talking about it that week. Absolutely, and I think there was a couple couple people who got it. I think, or they were just it had laughing. to be a few. And they might have just been laughing because I was doing a funny voice, right? But yeah, that's the thing about 
hosting so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I was hosting the show, and I, I said the guy looks like he makes apps in his mom's basement. And I think the guy actually barely, ended up. He was like, I make apps. He makes apps. <laughs> it yeah. was spot on. He had like a hipster look to him, <laughs> yeah. the guy. But he, like, he looked young enough where like, oh, you could still live in your mom's basement. That's where I got <laughs> the right, idea right. from. But yeah, oh, thank you very much. No, yeah. it was very funny, yeah, and yeah. it was a it was a nice reference to uh, our conversation <laughs> on the podcast. We had just spoken about it, like I think yeah, two days before. It was fresh. Before. It was fresh. Fresh in my brain. Uh, well, I always you, like Andy. to keep fresh fruit around the house. <laughs> hey, Joe. I like it as a snack. <laughs> That's Kramer. That's not your fruit. That's Kramer's fruit. Plantains. <laughs> it's such. I haven't seen that one in forever. It's and then great. you know what? I guarantee I see it tonight. Does it ever happen to you? You yes. talk about it, and then that's on that night. It's so weird. Oh, hey, Joe. Just getting myself <laughs> some fruit. I like it as a snack. It's such a funny Keep way. Keep it to... around the house. And he goes, he goes, what does he say about the plums? He goes, he goes plums ooh. with the red on the inside. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Enough Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the meat and potatoes. We have a, a fruit, fun little the meat and potatoes. Uh, uh, we have a little variance of the Defender yeah, movie setup. Uh, sometimes theme episodes come out of that. We don't know what matchups to do. That would be great. So what we did, Andy sent me an article. Uh, did you well, we were trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do maybe uh, Adam Sandler movie or and then we were thinking about Airheads, but then we started thinking of SNL movies, and then we go, oh, could we maybe pick two SNL movies, sketches that were Saturday Night Live sketches that became movies? You know, Ladies Man, Wayne's World, were most famous. You know, yeah. And then we go, it's really hard to pit those against each other. So we actually found out there's only eleven. SNL Saturday Night Live movies. Yeah, like like, and, and it's funny because you guys, some of you are saying bullshit because you're thinking of all the you, movies that yeah, follow SNL. I people thought the same thing. Same here. Until you go, oh yeah, I guess when you boil it down out of the sketches, there actually only is eleven, and eleven's actually a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies, <laughs> you know, from a you know. But the thing's been on for forty years. Exactly. If you would have told me when you told me about the article and sent it, I thought it was going to be a list of fifty movies. I don't. I same. just had in my head like, oh yeah, this is because I thought they would just would have thrown in. All the ones that had SNL people in them, totally. Uh, but they don't, and honestly, they should have because the list that they give, as far as like tried and true, based off SNL stuff, movies, like as movies, you realize these sketches don't work, right? And you don't have. It's not like you have a bulk of the list because you have like whenever you do one of these lists online, and they go from the worst to the best. Your first few. Especially, and the first of the list is usually longer, and secondly, the first ten are usually kind of crappy, but whatever. But uh, and also, it's wrong. This list is wrong, by the way. I, and I just realized that I as agree. I look at it. Um, but here, they didn't have many to go on, and they I, kind yeah, of I, it gets very bad very quick. Uh, yeah, mind you, this is the writer's this opinion is of his order. Yeah. So the writers. Opinion, I have some right. beefs. I have some beefs too. Uh, you want to start with they put eleven, which is totally wrong. I, I agree. Um, the eleven. This is, okay, so this is the top eleven. Well, this is every movies. SNL sketch movie uh, ranked from worst to best. Yeah, they started at number eleven with A Night at the Roxbury, which I don't think is that bad. Of a it's movie. not that bad of a movie. It's a funny movie. If you and if you want to talk, this is where it comes. This is where it becomes a problem. But go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say it's hard to make a bad Will Ferrell movie. He's just that good. Yeah. It's hard to not be entertained by the man. And I love Chris Kattan, too. I yeah. think he was a great SNL player. And I, I, under, I know this sketch was very one-dimensional, 
But to make a movie work a little bit, it's obviously not the greatest. It's, but I think. But as if, far as these movies, once we go, go down the rest of the order, you're going to be shocked. Exactly, that's 11. you guys are going to be shocked. That's because you're absolutely right, Will Ferrell. And as far as a movie goes, and what the plot is, and the fact that they didn't screw up, like go off the rails or anything like that, it is. It's a pretty succinct movie. On top of that, right? It's I really think the this, comedy aspect. I though. think this next one should be dead last. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Blues Brothers 2000. I mean, come, what are we doing Christ. here? You really did. You need to make this this movie even been, need to be made. This this list should have been. Hey, there's only three good SNL movies. It should have been like, right. hey, did you ever realize there's only three good SNL mm-hmm. movies? Because that's what it's coming down to. Uh, and also, there's he well, I, up on I, number there's five. A, I think there's some few more. No, there's other ones that are good, but you know what I'm saying. This is a movie that should never even have been made. This is uh, you had that same feeling when you go. Uh, first of all, whenever you put a year attached to a movie, it's a Blues Brothers 2000. Like, and as far as right. the drop off from the original, how much? Pe- now, I'm going to be. I admitted it on the podcast already. I'm not that big of a Blues Brothers fan. Uh, so, um, but I still know how legendary the movie is, Fair. and all the all the all the musicians it has in it, all the characters, the actors that are in it that are just legendary, right? Yeah. Even Belushi being like one of the best things that he's done, but the fact of how much a drop off they were trying to make this for years. I mean, you don't have Belushi, you shoehorn fucking John Goodman in, yeah, and there's like a kid involved. It's just yeah, just gar- awful. I mean, just like I don't even think who but watches no, the whole thing at that yeah, point. No. Nobody sees it in the theater, and who watches the whole thing? Just garbage. And then, like, yeah, as far as music goes, at least in the first one, you had a kind of a cool, yeah, gritty, it was, yeah, it was feel the to first it. time anything really kind of it was cool. It was you know gritty Chicago. Yep. It was fun getting the band back together and rock and roll. It was oh, it was awesome. Um, yeah, dude. this next one though, I think uh, is. Probably right where it's supposed to be. Uh, it could. It's right in the area it's supposed to be. There's every. The only thing about this this movie that I remember watching it, I, but I don't remember anything about it. Uh, well, here's I, the thing. There's one little piece of trivia that I tell everybody whenever this movie comes up. I'll, let me you see if I. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, number nine. It's time for androgyny. <laughs> it's, it's Pat. Pat. <laughs> uh, sketch that I loved. As a kid, awesome and I sketch. saw live when I went to see SNL. Also, wouldn't survive the line of no, day now. no, 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 no. Holy <laughs> no, shit! No. Just with the groping and the, f- I mean, oh my god, you're right. I didn't was, even think of that. Yeah, there was always <laughs> holy. Cow. And then Chris, the boy, the the the, the significant yeah, other Chris, Chris. another androgynous name. Oh my god, you're right. I, Imagine if they had it's Pat now. They would the show oh, would be done. Forget about it. So I went to uh, a '93 taping of Saturday Live. It was Sharon Stone Pearl Jam. Amazing show! Whoa. I've seen the re- I mean, the reruns hold what up so like, well too. Fourteen? Yeah, it was thirteen or fourteen, and that's a classic I had, episode. I got, I got a, It's Pat. I got a Wayne's World cold open. I had. Uh, it was right when Basic Instinct came out, so they did that cold open where Farley's under the lights sweating. Yes, <laughs> yes, I remember that. And, that's like a uh, famous episode. Dude. Yeah, it's a really great episode. And then there's like the uh, another sketch that would never fly today. It was that she was so hot every time they went through that she went through the metal detector at the airport. They kept making the noises with their mouth, so like the alarm was going off. So she yeah. would take off another piece yeah. of metal. They kept, right. whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, it was exactly. Hartman and, and Neilan, and they were all. 
never fly today because she was down to like her, you know, like lingerie in the end. Yes, and that's I mean, right. she, oh my god, Sharon. <laughs> well, that was right off Basic Instinct. Right off. Oh. And then didn't they have? Did they have something that with the with the crossing the legs bit? Maybe not. I think it was. Well, with the sweating, I, just they had Farley do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also the, the piece of trivia. Uh, oh yes, Quentin Tarantino did rewrites for It's Pat on the script. I would not have gotten. That. You didn't know that? I would not have gotten that. Yeah, th- yeah. That's he, hilarious. It's what if you look at it. Uh, it's all it's all wordy. And yeah, like, it's just. It's just Pat with a gun and an afro. She has an afro already, so just doing the closing scene from Pulp Fiction. And he, who denies my brother. Yeah, yeah, it's Pat like, what ain't no country I ever heard of? <laughs> Pat ain't no... <laughs> Pat ain't no country I ever heard of. What are you? Uh, so the next one... Number eight. I don't know this one as well. I've seen scenes from the Same here, I, same here. Yeah, but I've heard... It should probably be higher. From what I've heard I about agree. this movie, it well, should be higher. From seeing the others, I could tell you it's going to be... It should be higher. Yes, uh, uh, the Ladies' Man, starring Tim Meadows, who is such a great guy. We had him on my SiriusXM show on the Raw Report. Told us some really cool SNL stories and moments. Off the mic or on the mic? On the show. Yeah. Uh, and so I always thought that's... Anything from Ladies' Man that fits into Nothing from Ladies' Man, but he told us he had a really cool moment uh, of when Mike Myers, who we'll get to on this list, uh, you know... Brought him downstairs after he had written his first sketch, and they had uh, built the set for it. And Mike Myers was just kind of like, "Hey, come with me." And he brought him down to the set. He goes, "You made this," and it was. He goes, "This is me uh, seeing the set they built from the first sketch that I ever wrote that got on air." He was like, and I, he's like, I cried. He was, just oh, that's like, pretty. Mike cool. Myers had the, the the wherewithal to be like, "Hey, this is going to be a really cool moment for you. I want to show you." He's like, "You just made this. This is going to be on TV." We well, you know what's awesome about that. All the craziness you hear about working on that show, yeah, and how much how much anger there could be back and forth and bitterness. It's great to hear like a good story like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all you hear about ones. is like everybody's fighting for their own time on the show. But it's really great that that was a nice story uh so the ladies man uh again yeah so we're both kind of uh agreed that it should definitely be above the number seven Stuart saves definitely family Stuart saves his family Which, jesus christ again a sketch that i loved the sketch is great but you can't a lot of these things can't be how 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 are you looking at Stuart? Uh, literally a sketch where it's it's uh it's, it's al franken looking into a mirror <laughs> I know. And think I know. we can turn this into a ninety-minute comedy. Like, like, like this I makes think, no sense. I think a lot of these, which, if you're an SNL, you know, like kind of, you know, historian—not historian, but you know, knowledgeable, more knowledgeable than the regular Joe, I guess, about SNL. Like, I've read books, and you know, I, I like to read up. I like SNL lore. Yeah, you're a fan. Uh, you hear these stories about Lauren Michaels, and these actually pretty loyal and a lot of these movies i think could be considered favors do you know what i mean like al franken was an original snl writer is there from day one yeah, yeah. i think uh they tried their damnedest to get him on the show as much as possible he was supposed to be one of the weekend update guys he was very upset yeah, when they gave it to kevin nealon over him uh and I think this is Lauren Michael going, yeah, because, I mean, that's, that's not a lot to make a 90-minute feature on. It's going to be loyal, but it's one of those things where it's, you still could could have tried to make it funny. Like, you know, like, yeah. I could, there's a possibility. But, you know, it's also, you know, because you, you have, like, I'll talk about it after we run through it, but if you think about other movies that SNL people have been involved with that probably have SNL writers on the movies, not all of them, and that were produced by other production companies, but aren't characters from the movies, 
things like Tommy Boy or 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 Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison, where it's like, yeah, it's all from the same elk, but like right. you know that there was SNL. Like, what's his name? Frank. Uh, he was involved in Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Frank, the, the rosy cheek guy from um, writer Frank. Um, Sebastian Irish guy. No, no, Irish guy. Uh, oh, Sebastian was uh, uh, Frank um, was was dirty work. I think. But yeah. Like no. Um, What's his name? He goes, uh, my wife, the whore. When he, when he, when he oh, talk. oh, that's the no, that's um, Frank? not Frank. It's uh, oh, uh, god damn it, what's it Mo- something Mooney or something like that. No, whatever his, na- whatever his name is, but he's yeah, an SNL writer. J- um, uh, Jim Downey. Jim Downey. That guy worked on SNL for years, and he was a part of other movies. Yeah, that didn't have they weren't they weren't sketches. Yeah, so bring him on to write for uh, Stuart Sage's family. Agree. Maybe he was. I don't know. Who knows? All I'm saying is Stuart. Definitely, ladies' man should be b- below that. Superstar is next, which I think I saw randomly, and it was just kind of boring. I think I've just seen bits and pieces of it. Where but again, awesome sketch, awesome sketch. She's so somewhat argued. Yeah, I mean, her physicality is really what sells it. Yeah, but again, it's like it's kind of. And a lot of SNL sketches are one trick ponies. It's just punchline and then repeat. Right. You know, it's catchphrases. So right. to it, make it, a it, it like minute, started that trope of that. You know. Um. But yeah, like you said, if you have the writing behind it and the acting, you can make uh, a decent movie, which leads us to number five, a sequel, which is Wayne's World 2, which is a very underrated sequel, in my opinion. You think so? I think it's got some great moments in it. It's got Farley back. It's got a lot of fun references. It's got Harry Shearer as Handsome Dan, who plays this ugly radio DJ, which has one of my favorite lines in it and also one of my favorite just movie moments where they start doing, you know... Listen, as comedians, when we're on the road, we have to do a lot of morning radio, and you meet these kinds of DJs that kind of just want you to start talking and do a bit, yeah, and then they tune out, and they tune out, so they do that thing where it's just like, yeah, so Wayne Stock is coming up, it's going to be, and Harry Shearer's just going, uh-huh, great, and he's, t- he's changing all the CDs, <laughs> he's just not listening, he's just going, yeah, uh-huh, right, sounds great, and then they do that thing where I could say anything that I want right now, uh-huh. Right, <laughs> you're not even listening to me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and that whole thing. And then he uses one of my favorite words. I've never heard anybody use it like this before or since. And this is just the genius of Harry Shearer. After they get off air, he just goes. He just like leans over. He goes, "Hey guys, Wayne Stock really ought to buzz around. I think people are really starting to get cranked." <laughs> <laughs> I think people are starting to get That's cranked. Funny. It's such yeah. a funny. So that's so saying underrated. I think that yeah. But I mean, again, it's like you put some talented people in a movie and let them do their thing you're gonna you know it's not obviously not as good as the first one but it's it's not bad and i believe it's better than the number four absolutely it's better than before i'll say i'll go number four is coneheads which i happened to just be watching the other day it was on and i happened to catch a little bit of it yeah i'll tell you this night of the roxbury is better than coneheads Mm -hmm. much better than coneheads man farley was in a lot yeah much better than coneheads but again favor like Give Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin something in the mid nineties after the sketch was like off the air for fine, twenty years. They make it, and also the, the the sketch. To be honest, it's one of those sketches that you're like, yeah, I could see this being a, a movie. I the sketch, them the aliens that move in with the cone. Like it was such a big sketch back in the seventies, right, right? Huge. And it's a family story wise. It makes sense for hey, I could see it being a movie. You know, yeah. like, like, you almost have like a Edward Scissorhands kind of thing where it's like the weird. But and the, again, but it's not terrible. You got Phil Hartman. You've got, uh, but the uh, movie's garbage. It's a garbage movie. Yeah, it's not funny it's, at all. It's definitely not number, number and, you know, four. I think one of the things with that is they did it in the nineties, and it was a nineteen seventies sketch. Exactly. That's yeah. what you were saying. Uh, uh, and that, so in the top three, 
But, uh, but yes, I would say A Night at the Roxbury is better than Coneheads. I would say Wayne's World 2 is better than Coneheads. And, yeah, I see everything else is falling Well, you bring us to number three. Now, the top three, I think, are all which, can't misses. I love all three of these. Do you think this, these are all in the right spot? Um, or do you, would you switch two and one? I would... No, I think one's at the right spot. I would maybe... I know this is sacrosanct to say... But I think the funnier... It depends on what you're ranking him as. Like, better movie or funnier movie? Fun, I think funny when it comes to SNL. has to be funny. Well, then, if it's funnier... Well, the number three the list is MacGruber, which is so funny. Have you watched it recently? It, it no, deserves repeated watchings. It's one of those ones where you go, Oh, man, I didn't get that on the first pass. Really funny movie. No, really? That being said, I do think it's in the right place. Because number two is Blues Brothers. And I know... A lot of people are going to have their own one, two, three in this order. Because yeah. if you want to reveal number one, we can talk about them as a trio here. Number one is Wayne's number World. Number one is Wayne's World. Which I think Wayne's World is most people's number one. I And I think... And for how I grew up, Wayne's World is my number one. Same here. Yeah. And Blues Brothers, it's like It's a I said, tight like, race, but I think for like, me... It's almost like the show's been on so long. You're almost dealing with, dealing with two different generations when you're doing one and two. Like, you're going, you're going from 90s to like... With, 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 Blues Brothers was late 70s, right? Uh, or I think seventy six. I think it might even be an eighty. It was an eighty. Okay, yeah. But still, you're dealing with two different time periods. None of that matters. Funny is funny. But to be honest, I enjoy Wayne's World way better than Blues Brothers. Nineteen eighty. Yeah. Fury. Right but I again. think I think Wayne's World's where it should be. I think those top three. I think MacGruber might be an upset for some people. I think some people would have put. Uh, maybe Coneheads earlier because they think Coneheads is no. funny. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I well, you're right because one of the things you have to put McGruber there because it's funnier than it is really funny. It is a really funny uh, movie that came out of an SNL sketch where that is the way you uh, make a feature because that had that was so broad you could do kind of whatever with whatever that character and it was based off of you know <laughs> MacGyver, MacGyver yeah. which is yeah. so you already kind of have these built in storylines oh yeah you, you just go watch old episodes and it was from but a great is, time period of the show it's it's filthy it's just it's it's. I think it has like one of the records for like most vulgarities or girls oh I think it it's does it's so funny it's He's he's just like he's he's having sex with the ghost of his dead wife in the graveyard, and then it just cuts away to like these little kids like looking at him, and he's just got his pants around his ankles, he's just humping nothing, and he's just like yeah yeah, it's so funny, man. Uh, let me ask you this: how about, how about this? A sketch that never made it because I, I have one in mind. A sketch that never made it to um, great idea, never made it to a movie, but should have. I wonder if yours is the same as mine. I'm sure it is. Yeah, um. What? Matt Foley. Oh, I was going to say uh, Canteen Boy. <laughs> but, but Matt Foley is perfect. Canteen I think, Boy is almost like Waterboy in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's true. But you're right. It, don't, don't you think they eventually would have gotten there if Farley didn't die? Uh, Matt Foley? Matt Foley, yeah. I mean, they, it was so popular. And, I don't know, because he died in what year? 98? 97. 97? Yeah. Or maybe 98. You was, might be right. They might have gotten to Matt Foley. It might have been like his, if things started going south, that's how you get him back, Matt Foley. Yeah. Because Chris Farley, I mean, no like... a no-brainer to do it earlier, though, too. It's like, it's different It's different from Tommy Boy. It's different from Tommy Boy. And you have a... Different from American, or Beverly Hills Ninja. And you have, that's a... Like, just the song, the opening song alone with the van down by the river, well, that's a whole... That's what I mean, you can see the van. You can see the van down by the river. Yeah. You can actually, yeah, exactly. So God, Hartman played that straight character so, so well. The dad, yeah, Matt, we're ready for you. 
<laughs> and you see, like, Spade, like, just Now, he's been down in the basement for about six hours drinking coffee. I mean, he was so perfect. <laughs> but it's such a funny sketch, but you know there must have There's a script somewhere. Absolutely. That. And that kind of sucks. That is so, uh, I love MacGruber. I love Blues Brothers. But, yeah, I think Wayne's World uh, is, is the right order for me, personally. Now, it's obviously I, subjective. Now, I, now, if you, like, it's so funny, because the minute that you go, okay, now we're going to open the list up to movies that SNL people are in, then you put in Adam Sandler movies, and about five of these get knocked off the list right uh, away. Yeah, true. Do you know it's what I'm surprise. saying? Yeah, it's it's. And Sandler is he in any of these? Is he in any, any of these? I no, don't think so. He's not. Uh, no, no, he's not. So it's almost like there was a divorce, and then he went, and then the happy. Well, Gilmore. he just kind of took Smigel and uh, his writing partner, who I'm at a lot, Tim Hurley, um, and they kind of went and did their own thing. He had his little group, you know, Fred Wolf and those guys, yeah, which which I and which, Jim Downey, who's which in a I lot gravitate of towards more. Way oh more. yeah, but I, then again, it's like after Happy Gilmore, there's a sharp decline. You know, I mean, I Billy know. Madison, he comes out of the gate swinging for the, swinging fences, the fences and hits it well over the wall. And almost like starting a, it's almost like all right, Billy Madison, I equate to the Judd Apatow start of, of a, a crew and a a world of movies that, 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 that was comedy at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, you have all the Seth Rogen movies after the Judd Apatow, uh, 40-year-old virgin kind of started that. Billy Madison, for me, started like the Happy Gilmores. Even Big Daddy's pretty, it's pretty yeah, funny. yeah. Uh, what else did he do? He did. Oh well, he did like the uh, not Fever Pitch, Mr. Was, Deeds, which is like a like a weird remake. It's not bad, but it's, it's not remake. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's some garbage in there. Um, there. Well, it gets really bad later like on. Like Waterboy, I think is before well, Big listen, Daddy. Little Nicky and Waterboy, I'm not as much of a fan of. No. And 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 little uh, like Waterboy, I like better than than, than Little Nicky. Yeah, I mean we're just splitting hairs. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, no, you're right. But what I'm saying is how strong. Like you put, you take Happy Gilmore. Even if you want to put Airheads in there because it's an Adam Sandler movie, and I think the same kind of crew made it, but I could be wrong. And Farley's in it too, and, he, and he's a great in it. The thing where he goes when he has the nipple ring, and he goes, "What are you gonna do, pig?" And, yeah, yeah. and he goes, "Improvise," and pulls the nipple ring. <laughs> it's funny. It's really funny, and it's like such a funny. It's also funny. Airheads, the movie. Airheads is great, man. It holds up. Airheads is so great. It holds up, and it's a movie about metalheads, like at the demise of metalheads. Like that was the end. Yeah, it was like ninety four. That's yeah. when it was ending. Like that's when uh, grunge was coming into the uh, play. Ninety five, right? Ninety four was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even earlier. Even earlier. So when you have Brendan Fraser like playing a metalhead, that's just funny. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is great in it. Yeah, he goes. That, that's another great line in it when he when they're when they, they they take the building hostage, and then he goes out, and they're like they loving the crowds, loving them that they're in the building. He goes, "Hey, we're partying in here. We got we got all kinds of beer." He just says, that. <laughs> <laughs> "He says that to the crowd. We got all kinds of beer." Lone Rangers, <laughs> the Lone Isn't Rangers. Like, Michael McKeon's great. Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon is in uh, a, a lot of these movies. That he's yeah, in Coneheads. He's in Wayne's World too, right? He's in Wayne's World. He's in Coneheads. Yeah. Um, he's like yeah, kind of the far. He's just a staple. He's such a good actor. He's such a good actor. But uh, we we have talked about this separately from all this before. About I think both of our favorite moments is. Uh, Right when it's revealed in Billy Madison that uh, there's like a the news teaser where it's like coming up next at six, a local millionaire son bribes principal to go through school and and 
<laughs> what's McDonald just delivers. He goes, I know it might be somebody else. <laughs> it's just so perfect. But then even before that, before that, they're watching some show, so like, show about a talking dog, and he goes, "I don't know," and he goes, right "Oh my God, that is funny." <laughs> right over. Right, right. He goes, it's just, it's just, it's just Adam Sandler and like two feet from the TV going, oh my God, that is funny. <laughs> is it now, now? Oh my Only God. the way McDonald's can do it. <laughs> well, so I think what we realize is this, man. I think that the, the only one kind of worth anything in this that I really would like, if you were like, hey, uh, MacGruber, I'd watch a guy. Actually, MacGruber is very, very funny. And I good. feel bad that I forget it. And then, uh,. I think Wayne's World, like the really, that's like that is the I number Wayne's one. I watched Wayne's World a ton. It Wayne's is World so is funny. Like, kind of resurrected like, Rob Lowe's career too. Yeah, it did. Where he be, when he, where he was able to become that like the uh, comedy. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was like not that far after that thing that happened with Rob Lowe when he like right, with that right. underage girl or whatever it was. Uh, and Wayne's World is a very funny. It's pretty smart too. Like Mike Myers is a good writer. I mean, there's a lot of like references and oh, yeah. it's a really funny movie, man. It's super funny. So I think they had the right number one, but I think they fucked up on a lot of the other numbers. Yeah. And then also, Night of the Roxbury, I would put so much farther than less. I'd probably put it at like number five or something. Absolutely. It's fun. It's a funny movie. And Chaz Palmer Terry's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, write in. Let us know what you think. If you uh, think we missed anything or you have your opinions or you think we got the order wrong. Uh, again, we were working off a list, but... Uh, we yeah, do. let us know because let us know what you think happened because it, obviously there is a disconnect when it comes to these movies. It's almost like they are. You're right. Maybe they're just all favors and they're they're just pumping them out. And they're trying to get them out uh, so they can make some cash for the guys they're being loyal to or whatever it is. I don't know. It just seems whenever these come out, they seem rushed to come out, except for Conehead, which came out 20 years later. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's obvious disconnect. Like, And then when they take some time on them and they kind of do properties that aren't SNL properties, they come out better for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let us know what sketch you uh, think should have been a movie, which is a really fun idea. Yes. I've been thinking about that, too. That's a that's a fun one. Because I haven't watched a lot of SNL in 10 years. It I feel just, like there's a bunch of stuff. Not Man- Mango. I wouldn't put into a sketch. Yeah. Mango. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sure there's so many like, Wig Will Ferrell things we're forgetting. But yeah, Kristen Wiig, I'm surprised. You know, but then they kind of go off. They do do their own movies. Uh, it's just not spawned from SNL sketches. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So tweeted us other sketches that you think could actually sustain a 90-minute movie like, and <laughs> really be funny. I think one of the ones just immediately popped in my head, speaking of Will Ferrell, was uh, it was uh, I think maybe the very he did it in his audition. It's just Angry Dad, which is get off the damn shed. Yeah, I think I would love just to watch that guy. In For his, just, I think Will Ferrell could carry it. They have a just, baseball one too. If you know, like his whole just to see that guy's whole life. Oh sure, just, they have a little league one too, don't they? With them like, when they're all like just chatting. And then, yeah, and then yeah. He's like, and then he starts screaming. And he's like, dog get show. On the base! Remember dog show? Dog show? Oh yeah. Oh, that's another dog one. Dog show. <laughs> I'm surprised. Really the cheer- weird. The cheerleaders. They could have had a movie. Cheerleaders. Yeah, uh, I can see that one going like the way of like the ladies managed though. You yeah, know. yeah. The pub, the the public radio ladies. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, whatever. Well, let us know what you think could possibly <laughs> have a, uh, at defend your movie. Tweet at us at Andy Fury at Sha- uh, Shawnee Time. Correct. Let us know. Uh, SNL, what movie? What, what movies could have been made out of sketches that they dropped the ball on, or just didn't get made? It also could just didn't get made because it didn't get made. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for listening, Andy. Would you, what do you want to plug there? Uh, well, I'm I'm on the road this weekend, but I'm doing a I'm doing a college tomorrow. Uh, 
which I don't believe is open to the public. Uh, I'm going to send these kids off to graduation the right way, Shawnee. Oh, nice. And then I'm actually doing a one-nighter in Albany. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm in Rhode Island, and then uh, I'm doing like a firehouse in Albany. I'm doing a fundraiser, ah. which uh, are usually actually pretty fun. Um, so sorry, nothing open to the public this weekend. <laughs> and then uh, I'm at the I'm in the cellar uh, next week uh, during the week. And uh, so if you're in the city, please come up and uh, say hi. I do have some more road dates uh, throughout the summer at andyfiori.com. And uh, of course, you can listen to my Sirius XM show, The Raw Report, every Thursday at 4 p.m. If you are a subscriber, so do that. Nice. And I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter. And I will be at when you're listening to this. I will be at the moon. Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, oh. Texas. One of my favorite places I'm to go. I'm so sad I'm not going <laughs> I this know, year. I'm bummed you're not going. We could have taped while we were there. All we my taped. friends are going this year and I'm so... Oh, we could have done... We would have had so many great guests. I know. We should actually uh, maybe just bring the, the podcast down to be a part of the festival next year. I know. Because this is a cool festival. They actually have like a broadcasting podcast uh, part of the festival. Yeah, we should have done that. We would do a live show and you know we do good live shows exactly. here at Defend Your Movie. Absolutely. So I'm uh, doing that. 2020. The week after, I'm at Saratoga Comedy Works, uh, Saratoga, New York, and then I have some other live stuff coming up. So just uh, just look on my Instagram, and I'll, I'll post everything. Uh, the stories are on the actual p- picture part of the Instagram. Thank you so much. We, we tape this at Showbiz Studios, showbizstudios.com. Check out all the amazing podcasts they have to offer. Uh, and I also have a, a serious show that I do once a month. Uh, it's uh, called Celebrate, and it's on Raw Dog 99. Thank you so much for listening, and well, what? We'll see you... Uh, I don't know, when we see it next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>